Hello, hello, everybody. Good evening. You're welcome to Create or Die Trying. My name is Sugai. You're welcome to the show. Thanks a million times for tuning in again to another wonderful show. Uh, it's been like a, a really, really wonderful time. I don't know how you guys are at it. How was your weekend, by the way? I hope your weekend was awesome. Mine was just, well, it was one of those busy ones, but I finally got to rest well. So thanks for tuning in on Instagram Live. And those on Facebook, thank you guys for tuning in as well. You guys are gladly welcome. Trust your Monday has been awesome this far. I mean, you had a wonderful weekend, and then uh, your Monday is already getting off to an interesting start. So I hope you make it a wonderful week, okay? It's up to you. Make it a wonderful week. All right. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to the show. Glad to have you here. Now, great thanks to my guests from last week, my friend and brother and business partner, Shago Sega Awosoya for coming in and talking about the, the security issue we had last week, something really important. Oh, Sega is already tuning in. Thanks for joining us, Sega. Thanks for last week. It was awesome. It was one of our highly viewed episodes as well. Now, if you missed that, um, you can cut the video again, watch it again on my timeline on Facebook, and or you can go to anchor.fm and search for Creator Diet Trying and listen to the podcast, all right? Now, something else also happened about Friday, I think, Friday, I had to be at a program where I got the opportunity to speak to a group of first-class students from various universities in Nigeria, and we talked about critical thinking. It was, it was all about growth and how they could fit into the um, workforce of the Nigerian environment as it is. And we looked at growth. It was put together by uh, M Solutions Consult, uh, um, a small organization, and I was invited to speak by my good friend, Abolore Shobayo. It was really a great experience sharing thoughts with those wonderful minds. Those guys were really great. Everybody attended. I hope you guys are tuning to the show. I told you to tune into the show today, so I hope you guys are on. Anyways, um, what's interesting, thanks again, Abolore. And Sega, yes, we are humbled to have you here as well. And like we said, we are definitely going to bring you on board again for maybe the same thing, just to follow up on what is going on with the SAR and SAR's uh, police reform NG movement and perhaps some other topics in areas that you and I have been talking about for years, all right, and as, as regards the creative industry as a whole. So we're looking forward to having you on the show again. Now, um, as creative persons, we often struggle with the concept of growth because some are difficult to measure, you know? Uh, it's like, how, how do you know you have actually grown from where you were last week? Is it that your drawing has changed? Is it all about your drawing? Is it all about your writing skills? Is it about the expression? of creativity that you have in there. How do you measure your growth? Isn't it the more the contracts you are getting? Ah, Shewa, how about you? Thanks for tuning in. All right, I just observed you, thanks. Now, for those who don't know Shewa, how about you and the Footprints of David, you don't know what you have missed or are missing. Check out Footprints of David everywhere else. All right, now, as I was saying, as crazy person, we haven't struggled with the concept of growth because it's somewhat difficult to measure and achieve. So, um, there's always something that comes up that makes it difficult for you to know when you are actually grown from where you were before. And it's difficult to count it in the jobs you're getting and all of that, all right? And then when it even comes to getting work, there's something that, that comes up with a lot of it. And that was a question that was asked last week by this group of first-class students that I was talking about. Like, um, when you want to get a job, you're asked to get experience. You require experience to be able to get that job. But how do you get experience if no one is willing to hire you? That has always been a quandary of those who are in, involved in um, the field that they want to get into and they want to get jobs in that field, okay? One of the best ways to grow is to learn from someone that's already in the field that you wish to grow in, 
Okay, I, I mean that's agreed by everybody across all fields that if you want to like uh, learn a lot about the field, you're about to go to as a young professional just coming out of school or just freshly developing your skills and talents, then you might want to learn from someone who's, who has been in the field for quite some time. So almost immediately, some ideas come up about how you can get that learning process done. All right, um, creating your CVs, doing doing sample jobs, apprenticeship, internship training, even getting a paid training, get someone to train you by paying them, or job shadowing. All right? Now, with all of that out there, oftentimes you find that a lot of creative people avoid getting into those kind of formal trainings in, under any circumstances and prefer to go it alone and push their skills by themselves in public forums like social media and by pushing as much of their ideas out there and in, in sending CVs out blindly. All right? that they um, don't look at any of these things that is listed as means to learn uh, and how to get through the door of the particular profession they want to get in. Now, um, let's look at the options that we're looking at. With, with all of those ones, we're only going to be looking at two today as a topic for today's show says. We'll be looking at job shadowing and internship. Which one of those two should you be looking at and why should you even be considering them as a creative person? All right, quick one second says, things will never get easier. They will only get but tougher. All right, well, that's true. Things don't get easier, they only get tougher. Because the more you grow, the, the more uh, you are responsible for, the more you're entrusted with, which actually makes it a little bit more tougher than where you were and the simple level of things. So let's look at these two options and look at their advantages and disadvantages. And by the end of the day, let's look at exactly which one you should be going for as a creative person. And I know there's quite a lot of young creative persons out there that I meet and talk with. And then oftentimes they don't know exactly how to get into the field that they love to be in so much in the comic books field, illustration field, animation, movie making, and all of that. We don't know exactly how to do it. Let's talk about this too and how it works. Okay, uh, first of all, job shadowing. It's probably the first time you're hearing that word. I mean, when I, when I, when I was running this show, I found out there's that other phrase called job shadowing was something particularly interesting to me. So what is job shadowing? Now, how it works is this. For job shadowing, a company, any kind of business particularly, uh, typically partners with an educational establishment to provide an experience for your students of what it is like to perform uh, a certain type of work by following around or having them accompany an experienced worker as that person performs the targeted job, all right? Meaning that um, you have somebody, a student, a fresh student, a fresh graduate, um, starting, uh, a starting creative, gets to move around with an experienced person in that field that they want to be in as that person performs his or her job. So the essential idea is um, uh, hanging around that person as that person goes about their daily business. Maybe not following them to the household, but at least um, being with them at the place of work and then observing what that person does on a daily basis. All right, one of the first things that becomes immediately clear with job shadowing, it is not a long-term process. It's something that is going to be limited to maybe a month or two months. And almost immediately, you can see the similarities between the idea of job shadowing and our CUS program in Nigeria right now for university students or uh, higher institution students, which provides them three months of observation work within uh, um, companies that operate in the field that they are trying to get into. All right. But I guess job shadowing is a lot more personal and it actually uh, gets closer than uh, the CUS program. So the fields where you often see this kind of um, 
job shadowing uh, in medicine. I know you have observed it before. You see doctors, young doctors follow around a very experienced doctor as he makes his round in the hospital. They don't get to touch the patients. They just look around and watch as the doctor performs his duties. Oftentimes, the doctor can ask them questions about what do you think? What's your prognosis? I mean, what's your diagnosis of this particular situation? What do you think about this? What do you think can be done about it? But they never actually get to touch patients or administer drugs or actually uh, take on the rules of doctors. It's just a pure observatory uh, rule. They're just there to observe the doctor work and make notes, all right? Then you find them also in production factories where somebody is trying to learn the process of producing something. So they take that person around who follows the foreman or the uh, production engineer. As that person goes about his business, he just makes notes as of what's going on and how the job is being done, all right? You find it also in law, and of course, some painters operate that kind of, uh, in quote, apprenticeship as well, where the person just hangs around and watches this guy paint. And you also find it also in mechanic uh, workshops. Uh, we, we know about that experience of uh, joint man and apprenticeship in the regular Nigerian environment, all right, where for the first one year or two, of that person's apprenticeship, all he does is job shadowing. He never gets to touch the car or, or repair anything in the engines or whatsoever, just gets to observe the Oga work on the vehicles that are there. All right, now, in other words, this particular um, um, uh, technique works in most technical-based occupations where mistakes cost a lot more, all right? That, where mistakes cannot be afforded, that is where you find a lot of job shadowing. The idea is just follow the professional around and observe what the professional is doing. Okay, now, with that said, let's look at the benefits uh, of uh, job shadowing, all right? How does it help the, the upcoming creative person to actually learn and grow into what they're trying to get done, all right? Uh, benefits include uh, the study of employer's behavior. By observing the professional, you're able to observe the behavior of that uh, professional during working hours and how they relate with everybody in their environment, okay? It's like you need to know the attitude to carry as a lawyer, the attitude to carry as a doctor. Should you laugh too much? Should you smile a lot more? Uh, should you be overly serious? Should you cry with your patients or not? Basically watching the person's behavior as they go around, okay? So they're able to observe the employer's behavior. Uh, Shega, Shega says something quickly. Things will never get easier but tougher. What happens here is that we get excited in the struggle enough to be stronger and overcome an elsewhere difficult task. Things, things then begin to seem easier because we are now awesome. When you confront difficulties, you experience an awesome version of yourself at the other end. But when life is a bed of roses, um, when life is a bed of roses, where you only find easy routes, you remain who you have always been. Good point there. And I think essentially what he's trying to say is that um, you are sharpened by your experience, all right? And that is what, uh, what a job shadowing or internship actually does. If you remain where you are and don't get into tough situations, you probably won't find yourself growing to be better than what you are presently, okay? I did like by say this is the style I follow in my studio. It helps me check for attitude and character while they learn. That's job shadowing, exactly. Most employers are willing to let job shadowing happen because it is a good way to study even the proposed person who might actually become somebody uh, stronger in the company beyond just a job shadower, all right? So the second advantage is the work environment, all right? The person with job shadowing actually is in the same work environment as the person they are shadowing, not necessarily uh, taking the rules of or uh, being practically applied, uh, um, on, on the job or doing things on the job, but they get to actually study the environment they are working 
in. So they observe the relationship between the person they're talking to and everybody else in the workplace, how the workplace is structured from the organ to the bottom part, from, from everybody else from accounts to marketing to sales, they are able to actually see the entire work environment. All right. Then three, they are to, um, able to know the thought processes behind decisions made by the professionals right there. Okay, so often from a, from a distance, you see decisions that you don't fully understand exactly why it's being made by the people that you actually look up to or you actually want to be like. But shadowing them, moving with them while you're studying their behavior and things, you get to know some things behind their immediate decisions. While you may not get to actually uh, be a part of the um, practical processes, you can ask questions like, sir, why did you do that? Why, why, why did you send that guy out of this place? Why did you allow them to put this there instead of in that other place? So you can ask questions to find out the thought processes behind the action that are being taken in the workplace, all right? And also it allows the observer to study the mode of interaction in the workplace. So you are able to actually see whether, okay, is this a, a kind of a flexible environment where everybody's jovial and free with themselves or are people constantly serious and nobody is smiling? Is this the kind of interaction people have with this particular work I want to get into. All right, sorry, two people are tuning on Instagram Live. I want to acknowledge that. That's uh, a Kitty Kitty Athletes joined, and then you are for Africa joined, and I'm waving back at you guys on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so you get to study that. Then you get also to know as an observer, with the notes you are taking, in fact, you will notice it before you finish your job shadowing process, the unnecessary things that you find in a company. There are several things in the company that might not be necessary while you are working there, while you are observing, okay? So now, while you may not be involved in the practical processes, you might also almost immediately be able to observe some things that you feel by your calculations, by what everything else is done are unnecessary for the work environment, for the work you're trying to do. While you may not be able to suggest it in that particular environment because of your job shadow, just observing, you might make a note of it to apply it to when you start to work as a job shadow or a proper person in the work environment, okay? Then, because job shadowing is more of an observatory role, it also provides you with an open-ended study of your work uh, situation, of the work you're trying to do. It's an open-ended study. Basically, there is no limitation, all right? There's no limitation about what you can learn while you're moving around there. You can study every other thing beyond even what you are there to actually observe, beyond even the person you are supposed to shadow. Because job shadowers are attached to an individual within an environment, within a working environment, within a company environment, okay? So it's an open-ended study. You get to learn beyond your immediate things, okay? Then um, this is the other part of it that I think a lot of people will find uh, fun because Sometimes we choose a career and we study a career or we have learned a lot of things about it and we want to get into it. But by job shadowing, we put a little at risk at finding out the number seven point here. You are able to actually observe your future. All right, you know how some people look at the situation right now and say, so this is what my life is going to be like in the next five years. So if I continue in this work pattern, in this particular work, if I continue in this particular process, if I continue with this career, this is who I am going to be in the next five years, all right? You see, get to interact with the professionals, see how they are thinking, see how they are behaving, see how people are treating them, see the kind of respect or lack of respect they get, and be able to define what your future might look like by just seeing that. In fact, in the process of observing the company, you might also be able to see the relationship between that business and the clients or the people that they service in that particular business. So you can see what your future might look like in that industry 
just by observing how it works within that job shadowing environment. So that is another point. It gives you an observation regarding your future, okay, in that particular business. Now, because you are um, working with this person and shadowing the person full on, you also get the next point, first-hand information. One of the main advantages that is, that it's in, uh, that is um, uh, in, in there for job shadowing is that it's, it's continuous in nature. All right, and um, whatever information you're getting is first and because you are right there when the information is coming in. It's not that somebody has experienced it and they are coming back to tell you about it. Now, this professional, as he experiences uh, the situations he, he encounters, you also, as a shadow, are experiencing what he is experiencing. In fact, I think that is why the term job shadowing is so apt because you have to act as that person's shadow, very much like a PA would be to uh, a, a person. All right, so your idea is you're getting first-hand information. In fact, when a report comes to the, uh, to the professional you are attached to, you are getting the report at the same time the professional is getting that report. You are getting the information as he's getting it, so you get first-hand information, all right? Then, number nine here, um, it's good for making profiles. So the time spent, um, time that is spent while learning job shadowing helps you in creating an appropriate job profile about the, about the work you're trying to do, and also helps in adding certain events or scenarios appropriately, which might actually help you when you start your own business. You know, that observation about what is unnecessary and what is necessary for the business, by the time you leave the work schedule, you will know exactly the things to add to your own schedule, to your own work structure, when you start actual business or actual work, whether you're going to start your own business or get a job in a similar environment, or even back in that same environment under which you are actually job shadowing. So it helps you put together a profile for what you are going to do when you start your own, okay? It's very much like um, playing the fly on the wall when you look at uh, job shadowing. You are there experiencing everything, but a lot of times people don't even observe that you are there. They don't even notice you, okay? And I can tell you immediately one of the best ways to learn is to be invisible, okay? Because you can learn in places where people don't pay attention to you, they are free to say a lot of things. You probably see a lot of things around you that it wouldn't say if you go ahead and ask them, okay? So making profiles helps that. Now, number 10, it is more open in nature. That is one of the advantages of job shadowing. Because there is no expectation from the company, the professional is not expecting anything from you. He's not even expected to make you learn everything. He's not there to actually, um, uh, how do I call it now, turn you into himself or impart everything he knows in you during that period when you're doing job shadowing. It is open. You are free to learn and drop whatever you want to learn at that point in time. There's no limitation. He's not trying to, um, it, his bosses are not saying, okay, Mr. Man, once you take uh, this guy all around and follows you for the next two months, I want to report that state that this man is so good at what he had learned, he's, really, he's ready to join us. No, there is no expectation. The company would not even look at you uh, anyhow because you are just a shadow. All right, so basically they keep it open that way. Now, with all these advantages as it comes and a lot of things you can learn, I can tell you that it looks really good from that point when you look at it. Then comes the disadvantages. Let's look at exactly what makes this not such a good idea, okay? Now, um, what makes it good is also some of the things that makes it really a little bit bad. Um, as an observer within that particular environment, you actually have um, no, uh, identification, all right? There is no particular thing that makes you uh, something. It lacks identity. We don't know exactly who you are. Nobody can define exactly what you're doing. As a job shadow, you're just a shadow, like we said, so you're just passing 
to that. Okay. Then this other one, because it is so open-ended, it simply means you get long working hours. That's the second one. You get long working hours there. Um, your your shadow. I mean, the person you are shadowing. Uh, you work the hours that that person works. So if that person is there overnight, if that person is there from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., you are also there. Shadows don't depart from the person that they are shadowing. They are supposed to be there for as long as that person. So you experience the timeline that that person experiences. Okay? So you are shadowing. And then if you choose to shadow more than one professional within a particular establishment, then you know that also extends your stay within that particular company. So you might get longer working hours when you're shadowing. All right? Then, number three, um, because a workspace in, by its nature, by nature, workspaces are limited, all right? So because workspaces are limited, and this particular idea of job shadowing is open-ended, there's bound to be conflict in there, all right? You are bound to walk into areas where they say, ah, sorry, it's only for the person you are shadowing, not for you. You have got to step out a little bit. So the limitation of workplace where um, marketing department and accounting department and sales and then... Uh, and then the production department and all of that. There are some areas, if the person you're shadowing, for instance, is from marketing department, there are some areas of the company that you won't be allowed into, that it would be, because of course, the company has limited information to share with people out there who are not part of the immediate structure. So because the workplace structure is limited, they would sometimes conflict with the openness of job shadowing. Now, number four, uh, for the disadvantages of job shadowing, you are required to have prior education, okay? Now, um, let's, let's even look at it from, from something or the other, uh, from the ones we understand in terms of, uh, say, mechanical engineering, those who do mechanic works and all that. Uh, job shadowing requires that you have some level of knowledge about what you are trying to understand, what you are trying to observe. So if you are coming from school, it actually works better to be a job shadower, okay? So... Coming from school, you have already studied this particular area of business and you're just trying to learn how the workplace feels like. So you have some idea of some of the things that you will be observing. It's not as if you're observing things for the first time, okay? So it requires prior education. So it doesn't, uh, it might not work for those who haven't gone to a particular school to study what they are trying to job shadow, okay? So if it's something that, okay, you didn't finish school, just trying to get uh, to do something, but you want to find out more about it, Job shadowing might not be for you unless you have gotten some level of prior education, whether in the formal sector or in the informal sector, whether you have gone to a school or to a training or a workshop program where you have gotten a little bit of information about what you're trying to job shadow. Okay? And then number six here, number, number five, I mean, there's lack of motivation. All right? For any individual to achieve success, there's got to be some motivation, whether that motivation comes from, from inside or from outside of you. All right? Uh, one of the things that removes motivation from job shadowing is it's an immediately no payment situation, all right? There's no possibility of even payment. There's no possibility there. You are just the guy who walks around with someone, observes everything around, and then walks out, okay? The company has no obligations to you. You have no obligations immediately to the company, so there is no possibility for payment, and that means some people might not be completely motivated, okay? This is essentially, uh, I mean, job shadowing is like an ex excursion. It's like an excursion style learning process. You are just there to observe, you observe, you learn, and then you go. Okay? So there's no possibility for payment, and there's no payment immediately established for that particular uh, learning style. 
All right, sorry, Kolade, the uh, only senior said, I don't want to disagree with you on here. Let us talk in private when you're free. Okay, please, you can disagree. Actually, we want more information to come in here because we're looking at it from both ends of things. If there's something you would like to share with everybody, it's not a bad idea, all right? This is a discussion. So let's, it's not, it's not a lecture that uh, everything is here and then I'm passing it that way, no. We're just trying all to learn and impute knowledge out there. But I can talk to you in private later anyway, Kola. We'll talk. Okay, number six. There is no possibility of employment with job shadowing. All right, the company is not obligated to employ you. It's not obligated to employ you, so they are not looking at employing you. And since you actually don't get to be able to show them your skills or talents to even be considered for that for any role within business, there is nobody looking at employing you at that point in time. After all, you are just this fresh guy who's trying to learn something. Who just wants to observe how it's done by those who know how to do it. So they're not looking at employing you, all right? Then this other one, this last disadvantage might not be to you as a job shadow person, might be actually to the professional you are job shadowing. There's a level of discomfort that comes with having somebody follow you around in everything that you do, all right? So for most professionals who are, who are um, uh, set up into taking job shadowing uh, with them, they often feel a little bit of discomfort at taking on a shadow. All right, so now with all of that completely stated out and, 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 and outlined, we can see how uh, job shadowing works for you and might be able to work against you as well. But it has a lot of advantages to consider it for someone who's just starting out in the creative business or someone who's just starting out in a particular career line. Job shadowing, remember it is a limited time thing, so you, it's not something you might want to consider first uh, quickly before moving on to other forms of learning. All right, so now let's look at internship. All right, it is something that a lot of us are familiar with anyway. Intern this, intern that, take an internship there, take an internship here. Even companies call actually for interns to come within their business. All right, now um, internship is simply the position of a student or trainee who works in an organization, sometimes without pay, in order to gain work experience or satisfy requirements for a qualification. Note that it is a work, yeah, a trainee, a trainee who is working in an organization, sometimes without pay, in order to gain work experience, work experience, not just to observe somebody working, to gain work experience, and then or might be also to satisfy requirements for a qualification. Say, for instance, you are looking for a job somewhere and you're asked to get experience about that kind of work. An internship at another business or that same business might be a good way to actually prove your mettle and get the qualification that the company will need to, call it, to, to take you on as a full-time employee. So it's part of the internship is more like a trained, uh, a trainee employee, so to speak, all right? Now, the key words that come out there is sometimes without pay. In fact, underline sometimes. It is not absolutely without pay. It is sometimes without pay. And we'll tell you the reason why that is in the course of establishing the advantages and disadvantages of um, uh, internship. All right. Now let's talk about the advantages right away. All right. With internship, you get real work experience. The biggest benefit to inter of internship is that they offer a safe place for students and graduates to gain work experience. You are able to actually get um, hands-on with the work that you are trying to get employment in. So you're not observing it. You're not just looking at it get done. You get to actually work on projects. You get to actually work on products. All right, you get to get involved in actual marketing, if it is actual uh, uh, um, uh, contact with clients, 
all right, sometimes, and contact with projects as it goes on with the business. So it gives you actual work experience, all right? Number two, it gets you a taste of your chosen field, all right? Now, not just um, a smell of it like um, uh, shadowing is. This is a taste of your chosen field. You actually um, get the same experience that somebody who's a professional at that particular business might be getting, all right? Uh, you have already chosen your career. We know it, but with internship, you get to practice with real clients, okay? You get a taste of your chosen field. Now, because you're actually working with real clients and interacting with co-workers and other workers within the business structure or even related to that particular business, it brings you to number three of the advantages of internship. It's a good platform to start your networking because in your interaction with clients, these clients get to actually know you one-on-one -on -one beyond the company you are interning with. All right, there are several situations where an intern has actually been observed by a client and then ultimately the client wants to work with the intern and requires that their, their service provider employ that intern because they feel that intern understands them better at dealing with their own briefs and projects. All right, so it's a good way to start your own networking, meeting with clients, meeting with people who are in the same field as you and then also building that list of people you might want to contact once you have gained enough experience, once you have gained enough skills level that you can actually start your own business or get employment in a kind of place that is like that, okay? Now, number four, it helps you to choose a specialty, all right? This one is more like very much like the um, clear eye situation. When you start uh, uh, a career, Chances are you want to do 15 things. You have a lot of ideas about three or four things that you actually want to get involved in. You want to try how this is going to get. You know, you like drawing comics. You want to draw it. You want to color it. You want to letter. You want to do the graphics. You want to do some animation along with it at the same time. You like to go into movies as well. Then you get into this studio that actually does a variety of what these things that you want to do are, and you get to do them. So you are in there. Now, by actually getting to work in that environment, it will help you to choose which of those three or four things you know how to do, you should focus on, okay? So it helps in streamlining your choice for career at the same time. So you get to know, you know what, animation is just not gonna cut it for me. There's way too much required of it. It's not something I can give because a lot more is required beyond what I thought I was going to be able to give, all right? So by observing that, you are able to choose a specialty, all right? That's number four. Number five, uh, it helps you become more self-confident. Yeah, that is actually, most likely it's gonna be hands down the biggest advantage of internship. So you have these skills, you have been able to do some things, you, have, you, you know you can do certain things, but nobody has actually taken your project or your work into a client situation, into a service provider situation and presented it to someone to actually assess it and say, oh, this is nice and I can actually use it. All right, but in an internship situation, you actually, you get involved in actual projects and are able to see your work get used by clients. All right, a, a perfect situation was the interns we had at IC Studios a while back, but sometime last year, I think yeah, last year, we had a couple of interns come in and then during the course of their internship here, we were involved in providing animations and backdrop uh, uh, installations for a, a, a drama presentation by the footprint of David, showing over the footprint of David, for the Lagos at 50 event. Now, during that period, they got to actually work on the animations, develop some of the ideas, and then illustrate and color some of those backgrounds. And that was not even what built this, the, the, the confidence, but they were there on ground, 
to have their work displayed in front of the governor, now in front of a lot of people, and then see them get involved in the actual production because we had to be on ground to sync our animation with the performances on stage. All right, and that's give them a boost of self-confidence that now they know that their work is worth public viewing. Okay, so internship actually gets you involved in, in real projects and thus help you build your confidence when those projects are actually used. All right, so that's number five, I think. Number six here, yeah, it boosts your CV. All right, you can write it up in your CV. You're a fresh graduate, but you have intent at this studio, you have intent at that company, you have intent at that workshop, you have intent at that particular company. It boosts your CV. So when they're looking for experience, you have experience. All right, even though you have not been fully employed by this company that you have interned with, you have been you have experience about the work that is done. So nobody will look at you as an inexperienced person in your chosen field or career. So it boosts your CV out uh, there. Now, this is with your CV boosted, it leads to the next point here. It increases your market value. So as a creative person, um, prior to the time that you did your internship, your drawing had limited value, largely because, see, let's look at it. Nobody has experienced you before. Anybody that wants to take a job with you is actually taking a risk with you. All right? They're actually trying to get, um, see if your job will pass uh, what, what they're looking for. So there's a risk they're taking with you. Now, immediately you get involved as an internship on actual projects that are now used that you can point out and say, you know what? I did that. I was involved in that. That particular panel, that drawing, that write-up, that graphic, that is my work. That increases your value with the person you are talking or presenting your CV to. All of a sudden, you are not that fresh-faced guy who hasn't gotten any kind of project done, but you are this person who has been involved in major projects. Projects you probably wouldn't have been involved in if you were not an intern, all right? Now, that's the advantages of, that's, that's one key advantage of internship that uh, I should mention immediately here. Now, as an intern at a, a big company, uh, say for instance, right now, uh, some some animators somewhere might not be able to actually get to do an, a Disney animation or work on Disney animated project. But if this person were intern at Disney, all right, he might get an opportunity to draw one frame of background, something, a smoke explosion, something in a particular movie that they can point at and say, look, I did a frame of this in a Disney production. That actually almost immediately increases your market value, your name along on the same paragraph with Disney, actually changes your value in the marketplace. So that's one of the things that an internship does for you. It increases your market value, all right? Now, with all of that, all said, it looks like everything is so wonderfully going well for internship, right? Like, uh, it's the thing to do. You should go ahead and do it. Well, let's look at it uh, uh, in, in, a, in a, a neutral way and just... Um, realize that there are negatives to it. There are disadvantages to internship as well. It's not all a bed of roses. So the disadvantages of internship right now, first, being treated as an assistant. That is a standard. If you are an intern, you are not an employee. So you are only assisting the employees in that particular business. So every time you are seen as an assistant, all right? Most of the time, interns don't even get to do the, the projects they are trained for, that they have knowledge for, they are interested in. For the first few months, first few weeks of their internship, 
period. They get, they spend a lot of their days getting coffee, running errands, you know, making copies, getting paper, you know, getting the newspaper or picking up things for, for people or employees in this particular, in the particular organization. So they are often treated as office assistants or just general assistants until uh, maybe a few weeks into the particular uh, environment. And now this is also something that happens with internships around the world. Sometimes interns don't even go beyond that assistance uh, uh, process. They spend their entire internship period just getting coffee or running errands, okay? So they don't actually get hands-on into projects that would enhance their value, as we have stated earlier, okay? Now, on the other side, some businesses don't treat it that way. So it's a risky something. You can't uh, demand certain things at an intern because, hey, you're an intern, you're here to learn the entire work process. Getting coffee, people get coffee, so... You get coffee. That's what you're here to do as an intern. All right. No, that's number one disadvantage. Number two disadvantage is that's a low earning potential. Okay. No matter how skilled you are or how learned you are, how much of a degree you have in education before coming to intern at a particular workplace, your, put, your potential for earning is low as an intern. All right. Because you're not even seen as an employee and you're seen as an assistant, which is even far lower, you get a low earning potential if you get paid at all, all right? Some companies definitely will begin to see your usefulness and realize the importance of your role there and might begin to actually add to your earning potential, may actually begin to earn uh, the kind of money you are looking for, all right? But generally, internships have low earning potential and that might be the reason why a lot of companies call for interns because internship is cheaper than actually getting employees, all right? So that is one thing to note. Number three, it can actually keep you from entering the workforce. Sounds weird, right? So internship provides you an opportunity through the door, but it can actually keep you from entering the workforce because you might spend more time than, than required learning the process or doing many other things, things that have nothing to do with what you're there to learn during that particular period. And then because internship has no period of, of learning, you can be an intern for years. All right, can be an intern for a year, can be an intern for two years, can be an intern beyond those three. It depends on you, though. That's one thing you should uh, put in mind. But if you let it, internship can keep you from entering the workforce. Okay. Um, one way or the other, as an intern, you are not employed. You are not employed with where you are. So, getting a job might not be as easy as just taking one internship. If you are an intern at a place, some employers immediately see your CV and say, okay, you are an intern at this place. Are you sure you didn't just spend the entire period getting coffee? Are you sure you learned anything there at all? Yeah, just because you work with Disney doesn't mean you actually know how to draw a frame of animation. Can you show us something? Okay, so it might actually keep you from doing that if it is not the kind of internship that you are supposed to get, okay? now. That's just about uh, the, um, the number of um, limitations or disadvantages we have with internship. Now, if you are going to ask me exactly which one should you choose, which one should you work with? Now, with what is stated here, I can see the advantages of job shadowing almost immediately. I can also see the advantages of internship as listed out here. While noting and observing their disadvantages, they are actually going to depend on you as a creative person and how you um, uh, practice these two things. Because one thing is quite clear with the two um, uh, platforms for learning, they are self-chosen. You can choose to job shadow and you can choose to be an intern. You can decide to enter a company and plead to be an intern in that company and at any point in time, you can quit, 
All right? So now with that at the back of our mind, let's talk about which one is best to work with. All right? Here's what I would advise. First, get a quick job shadow with a mentor or a professional in the chosen field you want to work in. Say, do a one or two months job shadowing with this person. You know? Then, once your job shadowing is over, you know, that job shadow period would be a good low-risk entry point for you to observe the work you're about to get into. It will actually even give you something. I can tell you how uh, working near people who work with computers in my early uh, uh, growing up uh, stages helped me learn the computer before I actually got to handle a computer, all right? Because I was moving around people who use computers. I was uh, doing graphic work for a computer training uh, school. So I was able to see people who use computers before me. I didn't touch a computer, but I observed them. I was constantly around them. So with that, I was able to learn what to do when a computer finally showed up in front of me and I was actually uh, able to work on one. So get a quick job shadow with a, a mentor or a professional in your field, uh, one or two months, then look for an internship at a company you would like to be employed in or a company that is similar to the kind of work you want to, to be in. Okay, perhaps um, let your interning company know that you will appreciate some form of allowance if you meet certain goals. All right. Now, here's what I mean. Sometimes interns enter a company with absolutely no goals, no direction, and no sense of value about adding anything to the company. See, as an intern, it will work for you if you take yourself as part of the business, even before you are given a part of the business to work with. Ask at the beginning, request with your employee, or with your employer, I mean, a request with your employer, look, okay, I know I'm an intern, I'm here to get, I'm not coffee and everything that you want, but I will appreciate if you can set me a period of learning to be actually to be useful to you actually here so that you can give me some minor things maybe something small like transportation allowance that at least to help me move here because i will show you in this particular period in three months in four months i will show you that i am valuable to this establishment but you don't have to employ me just allow an allowance for me to be able to get here something that i can take home all right. Now, here's what I, um, I, I observed as an employer myself. Um, most employer considers uh, intern interns or internship process as a bonus to their business. It's cheaper than employing anybody. So whatever the, the, the inter intern wants to get, it can't be the same as what an employee will be paid. All right. So they consider it a bonus and they're eager to take on interns, but they are more eager to take on interns who actually have something to add to the business. Because everybody's looking for something long term in, in, in the entire process. That is why they often treat interns with disdain as assistants and just send them to go on several errands without actually getting them involved in the work process. So as a person applying for internship, begin by entering that business with a request to allow yourself to, to prove your value to the company. That you're not just here to learn only and walk away, that you're here to actually learn the processes here and offer the little that you know with their training to the business to actually boost your value and the value of the business as well. Now, most employers, like myself, I can say that, are loath to let an intern who is actually good and contributing value to their business to let that person go after the internship period is over. So somebody wants to intern with you for one year. And then over the course of six months, this person is taking a lot of a bulk of work from you. This person is able to get some work done. Actually, your clients are beginning to say, wow, who did this? This is nice. This is lovely. And they're responding well to that person's project and work. Now, how long do you think it will take before somebody else sees that particular intern and offers that person employment? 
So most employers are eager. Once they see an, an intern that is actually uh, contributing to the business, they're eager to get that intern employed. Okay? They might want to stretch how far they'll get the internship going, but before the internship process calls, they begin to tell the, the intern, uh, um, okay, so the thing is you have improved, you like what you're doing here, and then we would like to see how we can um, offer you employment to the business once your internship is over. Say, in the next couple of months, um, what, what are we talking about? And they negotiate a position and a figure of salary for you before that internship period is over. Because now they know that you can add value to their business. So that is one key advantage for internship. It actually allows you to be able to present your skills and your learning capacity and ability to that company for employment. So your CV is actually being built while you're interning. All right? Your application letter is your internship period. So that company will know immediately whether they want to employ you or not. In fact, they will even know whether they can afford to employ you. All right? Because sometimes as employers, we get lucky and get this intern that is just employable. But we know that this intern is going to be, um, uh, if, if this intern leaves us for now and comes back, we're going to have to pay double whatever we're offering as salary right now. So internship provides the employer with an opportunity to get the employee in slowly on a gradual process. So the value of the employee ultimately helps pay for the employee by the time the employment comes in. So as an intern, uh, as an intern that works to your advantage. All right, set your parameters, set goals within the company just at the period you're starting your internship. Don't be somebody who comes in purely to just sit down and, and take whatever is given or he or she is given. Okay, you need to be proactive as an intern. Do not take your role as that of a learning uh, person. You are not just this guy strolling about, you are there to actually add value to the business. Okay, so take that up and work with that job shadowing for a few months just so you know exactly what the groundwork is like and then apply for internship in that period now internship is similar to some other thing that uh, professionals do in certain areas as well and if you don't want to take an internship as another thing you can actually take to help your growth and boost your value as as a, as a creative person offer your services for any business at either a discount rate or at no rates at all all right. Now, a lot, barely a lot of people can walk into a company and say, you know what, here's what I do, and I'm very good at this. I'm offering these skills, I'm offering these services I have for free for the next three months. Now, if after three months you don't think I deserve to earn so and so salary, I'll leave. All right. So we can evaluate me in three months and see if I deserve the salary and start paying me from that particular month. All right. Now, I can tell you this that's a win win situation for any employer. Because you are not going to get paid. You are going to offer your services and skills for free. So they take that up. And it's a win for you because now you get to show that person beyond your CV, beyond uh, any other thing, that you can add value to their business. All right? That is one. And then guess what? It saves you the time of writing uh, um, CVs and developing uh, uh, um, application letters and sending it out and chasing companies. And then also saves you the while of waiting for interviews or answering some weird questions at an interview situation because while you're offering those services, while you're within the company environment, they're able to observe you and know your contribution to their company. So very little questions, if at all, need to be asked at the point of employment because that is said from the beginning. So internship, job shadowing, they go hand in hand with offering your skills up for free for a limited period to help you show those things to your prospective employers at that particular point in time. So. Being an intern gets you through the door. 
then you can show them your value and what you've got to offer the company. Internship is best. All right. Job shadowing sounds to me like a precursor to internship. So take a job shadow on and then go forward and get your internship on there. Now, guys, uh, with that all said, and then growth is in the air, quite a lot of things are happening around the country. And I know a lot of creatives are preparing for a lot of wonderful things that's going to happen for the rest of the year. I know we have events coming up and people are beginning to put out a lot more information out there. Now, I want to ask, have you guys heard about Unicorn? I'm not talking about the horse with the horns. I'm talking about Unicorn, U-N-I-C-O-N. The United Convention is coming up in Lagos this year. Yes, sometimes in November, this is going to be announced. Unicorn is coming together. It's like a con, uh, a convention like I've never seen before. It is something big. It promises to be exciting. Uh, I have the opportunity to be a part of putting it together, and I know it's going to be an awesome 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 event because a lot of people within the comic book industry and animation industry in nigeria are coming together to make this event happen and it's something that you know i can tell you straight out you have never seen it before if you want to find out more go to www.unicornafrica.co or check out unicorn africa uh, page out on facebook and on instagram check them out find out more about this register for you pre-book something and you too can be a part of it are you a comic book artist an animator all right do you draw anything in the creative field do you even program games or create games do you have these game ideas you've been working on for quite a while and you're looking for partners and ways to network and means to showcase your skills well i can tell you straight out unicorn is where to be it's coming up in november this year watch out for that it is something awesome i promise to be check out my page for more details or check out unicornafrica.co or unicorn africa on uh page on facebook and on instagram all right guys you will be glad you did and as the pro the show goes on before the actual event comes up i am going to be inviting members and participants in that unicorn program to come on the show and tell us more about what unicorn is okay so Watch out for that. Keep your ears peeled. The advert is going on out there. The information has been passed all over the place. Find out more as much as you can and prepare for something awesome this year. All right, guys. Thanks a million for tuning in again. It's always awesome to see you guys. I have you guys on the show listening. Remember, if you missed a portion of this show, just tuning in, you can get to listen to the podcast on Anchor FM by tomorrow morning, it will be available. You can watch this video again on my timeline. Uh, on Instagram, thanks. Some other thanks for tuning in. And Michael CXT, thanks for tuning in as well. Everybody on Instagram for tuning in, thanks a million. And I hope that in the course of the week, and in whatever you do, you get to grow, you get to learn, you get to develop your skills and grow better because there's only one thing you must do at all times. You've got to create all that trying all the time every day of the week 24 7. keep it going guys i'll see you again same time next week have a wonderful week ahead